aftermath of a world at war, a nation reborn with scars to bore, a declaration etched in ink and stone, a home of the exiled, a land to own. Battles fought, struggles endured, as olive branches and swords are secured. The desert blooms with newfound pride, a star of David side by side. In a desert's embrace, dreams took flight, a promise fulfilled in the shimmering light. Israel born from ancient soil, hope and struggle, a resilient coil. From Exodus Exodus echoes a new dawn's gleam, a nation forged, a sovereign dream. In history's forge, fires burn bright. Israel emerged, a beacon of light. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jimmy J, and my co-host over there, as always, kind of a different look than from the last time we were on, I believe. This is Joe Aguirre. How are we doing tonight, Joe? Uh, it's great to be back. You, you know, you and I have been uh, doing a lot of stuff uh in the in the political world and so i'm 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 glad we're back here and and we could sort of we've been talking to the same peoples yes we have and uh i feel like it's we got to compare some notes uh i've been saying and and on your radio program which you produce which uh i i filled in while you were away and I agree. The idea sure. of a rebrand of sorts for the Republican Party came up and there was a lot of and, and you've done this to me before. When I say that, you say I'm I'm still conservative. No, no. I, again, I don't mean a rebrand of the values of the Republican Party. There's nothing wrong with the values of the Republican Party. And I, I'm not suggesting people should um, in any way change their their beliefs. But. And I'll bring this up on the flip side later in the show, you're losing the culture war. And it is hurting the Republican Party in a major way. And Jimmy, we saw it in November here in Connecticut. I mean, the Republicans already were not in a good spot in this state. Oh, and they got their true. brains bashed in in the municipal elections. And that's usually something the Republicans can hang their hat on. And they yeah. couldn't do it here in Connecticut. They did made, make some decent gains in a couple of places they don't normally, but, you know, it, it was like a, a ridiculous silver lining of, like, you got you got your brains beat in. There are more and times why, and why is that? It's because the culture war is a waste of time. You're losing it. And if the Republican Party wants to be relevant and the Republican Party wants to have a chance in 2024, you'd need a plan. You need a real plan for America. Stop with the Hunter Biden stuff. Nobody cares anymore. It it it's it you didn't you haven't proved anything. There there's some sketchy stuff just like with the Clintons. You you haven't nailed anything to the wall at all. Let's move on. Inflation no. is super low. It's getting lower by the day. That's good. The Republicans have done nothing to help that, Jim. That's bad news come election time. There, there's a clip. Have you seen the clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about all of the things Joe Biden has done? And it's like, that's a pretty impressive list, you twit. He's trying to make people's lives better. And you're like, that's stupid. He, uh, Jimmy, you know this firsthand. It, it's it's so true here in Connecticut. If, if you don't win the independence, 
the reasonable people in this country who don't subscribe to Republican and Democrat. It's 42% nationwide. It's 41% in Connecticut. We see the microcosm here. Those people will kill you in a general election. They don't like extremists. The Democrats in Connecticut have done a nice job of not being extremists. People try to paint Ned Lamont's a liberal. It's like barely uh, outside of abortion. What is he liberal on? Nothing. He's really a businessman. He's right. a businessman. Which is funny. Okay. I, before Jimmy, we go, before I you go on, I'll say this. He's proof that being a businessman, someone could be a really good executive in this country. That That's a true thing, and, and he's proven that. I, I, th- I agree with you on that, right? I mean, he's not my favorite governor, let's be honest. Yeah. Right? I think that he's made a lot of mistakes here in the state of Connecticut. And for some reason, he's still yet the most one of the more popular governors in the entire country. But anyways, anyways, which what to go back to one of your prior statements. God, when was the state election two years ago or last year? Right. Yeah. So a year and a half ago, we had, you know, Bob Stefanowski in the in the studio who ran for governor against Ned Lamont. We had, you know, Dominic Rapini, all the Leora Levy. You know, we had all these uh, Republican candidates that ran, right? And off there, they would talk to us and they'd ask, well, Jimmy, what do you think? And I'm like, do you really want to know? Because I'm going to tell you. And they're like, please. I said, where's your plan? I said, yeah. plan right now is this. Democrats bad. You're in a blue state. Nobody wants to hear that. You need to come up with an alternative too blue bad. I've told them. I told Bob Stefanowski. I was taking a piss next to the man in the urinals telling him this. You know, and he's yeah this much though. Do you remember that commercial when I when he came out with uh his family? Yes. He was like, oh wow, that was a great commercial. Same piss, by the way. <laughs> him and I spoke about that. I'll, you know, it's funny because I was bashing Bob's brains in on another radio station, and he called in and was like, "I want to come on the air." And uh, we had a, a pleasant exchange that time. And I told him I'd have him back, and I talked to his people, and I scheduled him back, and I told him, "I said, Bob, listen, I'm going to give you a chance to speak. I want to hear. I, I have a lot of questions for you, as you said, and what I noticed." All of his ads on Facebook, his supporters were commenting, what's your plan? I know the Democrats suck. I hate Ned Lamont. What's your plan? And it was over and over again, Democrats bad. I told you, Laura Devlin, a couple days before the election, I told her, I had her on every Thursday. I said, no no rhetoric, no talking points. I don't want nonsense. She was great. She answered all my questions. And and I'll tell you, Jim, I think I told you. I, I, I almost voted for them. That's how good they were. But on the last day she was there in the last 10 minutes or so, so she said, we can't survive another four years. And I said, Laura, with all due respect, <laughs> they've been running the show for 40 years and we're still alive. It's expensive. I'll grant you that. But to, to act like it's going to be the end of the world if the Democrats get in, 
is just as silly a notion, Jimmy, as I told you when people were like, we'll never recover from Trump. No, okay, we will. Ask. We will and we have. Uh, it's not that uh, no one person's going to do that much damage and, and well, take out an empire. I don't say recover. I say we've actually declined since Trump. But you, you can say recover. Listen, that's a matter of perspective. But again, I mean, the country is still in one piece, right? Is Connecticut in ruins? You know, I know we had we had some problems with theft. I don't know if you've seen that 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 catalytic converter thing. It's over. It's it's there's barely a blip on the radar at this point. Just saw a news story about it today because it's news because it's happened. It's down like thirty nine percent. It's it's barely. I'm telling you, it's barely happening. They've gotten a handle on it, or maybe they've just stolen every catalytic converter already. I don't know. I don't know. I just read this the other day, and I thought, yeah, I, I really haven't heard much about it. It seems like the street takeovers, all that nonsense has, has sort of died down. So the dust is subtle. The, the, dust, the dust is settled, and it's like, right? okay, prices That's are going great. down a little bit. Still, yeah. still high. They're going down. Still high. Too high for my liking, but they're going down. They've been, tra- the they've been on a downward trajectory. Did you it's see all good movie? stuff. Jimmy, listen, it's all good stuff right now. The 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 again, not where we want to be, but trending in the right direction. So again, as you get closer and closer to the election and prices can and we're gonna hit a recession, and you know how we're gonna get out of the recession, prices are gonna bottom out on things. And just before next November. If the Democrats are playing their cards right, there'll be a big spike in the economy, let's say by July or August of next year. And there you go, Jim. And it's in the bag. So here's what I'm saying. Republicans need to become the heroes. Stop the Hunter Biden bullshit and give us a plan of action, something that we can kind of hang our hats on and give us a reason to vote for these people. This continued not... Joe Biden, dude, neither one of these guys is on his A game right now. Neither one of those guys. You know, Trump the other day didn't even know where he was. That's not good. That's well, it's hard to make the argument. It really happens to Joe Biden, but I get your point. I Again, do. You're too freaking old. If, if you're going to harp on he's old, right? Which leads us to tonight. Let's do it. 9 p.m. Sean Hannity is uh, hosting a debate between. The two governors, the red and the, the reddest of the red governors and the bluest of the blue governors. You got any predictions? Because I do. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, America's going to see the difference. They're going to talk about the fact that Republican states and we spent some time the last time we were doing this show talking about who the welfare states are. And it's the South. It's all the Republican-led states, the worst in education, the worst in health, the worst in all of those categories. Hold on. I thought we've already debunked all this, Joe. No, that's all true. That is all true. Hold on. Because if you remove the Democrat-led largest cities in those states... They're, they're no longer at the bottom. First of all, not every city in the South is right. run by Democrats. It okay. might be majority Democratic it. voters, it, right. but it's, it, they're but the not. majority of major cities, for example, let's take right. Missouri. Right? Let's just regardless, take regardless you take St. Louis out of Missouri, they why? go to like one of the most, the most, the bottom of the crime stats, right? But because of St. If Louis, your cities are Democrats, failing, if your cities are failing, 
at the executive level, your state is not doing well. So it might be a Democrat-led city in a red state. So how do you explain the red state is still failing the city? You just you just said not for nothing. Not for nothing. We live in a hold on. We live in a no no no. You just said right that we live in our our state is really be freaking good. Yet we're having scandal after scandal with voter fraud in the municipals. So is that a state problem? Uh, You've been talking to Dominic Rapini too much. Listen, I've been watching the news. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about a couple of isolated incidents. Uh, go okay at, at, at the go local back level the last again. Twenty years. Tell me how many incidences there's been in the just Bridgeport, just Bridgeport. Bridgeport's a years. very corrupt town. I mean, they keep electing a, a corrupt mayor. It's been in jail, uh, <laughs> dude. It, it, so it, was he in jail for corruption? Yes, he's a criminal. And then and got reelected. For some reason, those idiots keep voting that guy back it in. I have no game. respect for the people of Bridgeport. The city of Bridgeport, it goes long back since before again. And it really does, right? And that's not the only case here in the state of Connecticut. That's not my point. I'm not saying that, you know, voter fraud is rampant. What I'm saying is, is that not an indication, according to your way of thinking, that the state has a problem? Yeah, Democrats are cheating Democrats in elections that a Democrat's going to win. Uh, again, that that's pretty much called problem. Right? It's just cheats. Just that's a problem. Cheats. Oh, sure. That's a problem, but it's Democrats. You admit Democrats. That the Democrats cheat. I'll admit some people will <laughs> cheat. <in elections. laughs> uh, that was a trap. I'm just joking. I'm no, just... no. It's funny that you say that because I was just watching Mike Pompeo talk the other day and he was like, you know, when they did do, uh, the the big investigation into the 2020 voter fraud. Most of the fraud they actually discovered was Republicans on a on the state you level. Know, very very interesting that you just said that. I I had Christina Bob on the show, and for those who don't know who Christina Bob is, she happens to be Trump one of Trump's attorneys, who was actually at Mar-a-Lago when the FBI raided. She was one of the ones awesome. trying to get in. Oh, that's I mean, great. Yeah, I wouldn't let her. Yeah. So I got to talk to her, right? She wrote a book calling about the 2020 election and the stolen election and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, look, have I uncovered uh, 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 voter fraud? Yeah, I have. But do you want to know what's more disturbing? And me and Gary looked at each other in complete disbelief. We had no idea this was coming. She goes, you know who the biggest, the biggest group to cover this stuff up is? The Republicans. Wow. So. That's interesting, huh? Yeah. It blew my mind, brother. Well, what? What? Like, but yes, she did discover voter fraud. Now, just to let everybody know a little bit about about her background, she is a former JAG officer from the United States Marine Corps. Her integrity, in my opinion, is impeccable because of that reason. Mm -hmm. And she has no reason to lie, especially when she's like, yeah, Republicans are the one covering up. She touches on the voter fraud. Oh, yeah, there's voter fraud in Maricopa County. There's voter fraud here. Voter fraud, blah, 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 blah. She traveled all over. She talked to registers. She talked to this. She looked at blah, 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 blah. She's like, and then I found that the Republicans covering it up. Why? 
There must be a reason. Maybe it's a uniparty. Sure. Sure. Listen, I, I've never heard that term before until spending some time in conservative radio world. Um, I, I, here's the other thing I've heard a lot of, and I, and I have to tell you when I, when I hear it on your radio station, I want to scream into the microphone. You are the stupidest people in the world. There's this notion amongst a lot of conservatives that it's the, the rhinos, it's the moderates that are the problem in the party. Yeah. And I, I cannot be any clearer in explaining this to my, to my fellow conservatives of the world. It's not them. It's not them that people are freaking out about. It's not them. I'm suggesting we need to rebrand as a party. It's they're exactly the problem. Okay. They're the problem. I, I'm going to tell you this just because it's you and me. Somebody said this to me a couple years ago before I started uh, working with you with DRCAM. They said TICFM is for your straight run of the mill, young, you know, 35 to 55 conservative. WICC is for the 60 and over crowd of hardcore conservatives. DRC is for the people who think Trump won the election in 2020. <laughs> That's how somebody explained it to me. And I didn't know anything about DRC outside of, you know, uh, you were not, I don't even think you were working there when that person said that to me. Um, and I feel like that's a pretty solid assessment. I don't. The I really people don't. that listen to your station are the people who really believe that there is a concerted effort by establishment Republicans to work with the Democrats to get rid of Trump and to allow the liberal agenda into our lives or some nonsense to that effect. And I got to tell you, the government just isn't just they're just not that competent that you would have. You know what I'm saying? When I hear people talk conspiracy theory, it's like, wait, you think these two groups of idiots are working to get. Yeah. OK. Raise for themselves, for Christ's sake. When I talk about uniparty, I don't talk about it in a Republican Democrat type of way. I talk about it as a globalist nationalist type of way. Right. OK. So the, the, the uniparty are people that think on a globalist and in a globalist thought, right? Like Joe Biden, right? He's a globalist. He, he, let's take care of everybody. Let's, let's see. I think I'm a globalist then. I, I mean, right? the whole world is connected and we do business with almost every country on the planet. So it okay, matters. So that's your naivety there, Joe. The reason why we do business with a lot of these countries is because we control these countries. Oh, we yeah. I've watched, the, I've watched the CIA videos. I know with what's up. <laughs> the, it's via, no, no, no. It's via the U.S. dollar. Right? We hold, like, if everybody uses the U.S. dollar for trade, for using for purchase of petroleum, you know, all of this stuff via the world, all we have to do at that point is put sanctions because now you don't get any more U.S. dollars. Therefore, we're going, you're going to bend to our will. Or you're going to move on to the, uh, what are the, the ruble? Chinese UN. Or the, yeah, you go. Right. But that yeah. doesn't happen. So we've lost, we've lost some leverage there. We have. 
And this right. is and, and part of the reason this why the part of the reason was Trump's isolationism and his his uh, abrasive uh, 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 treatment of our closest allies. I would I would like to refer you to the Department of uh, Revenue, right, where it says that people didn't start leaving the U.S. dollar until Biden. Until Biden came into office. Now, not whether it's timing, I'm not blaming either one of them, gentlemen. I think it's the actual ascension of China and they're 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 girdering up their loins, sure. I will say. Right. And now they're trying to be a player on the world market. Who's who started who started the beef with China and raised tariffs and started a trade war with China that we lost? Trump, Trump, no, no, Trump, no. Trump okay. did that. Yeah, yeah. And who never started? Who was, who kept peace around the world, Joe? Who was the only president in 20 years, maybe longer now, who didn't have a war under their belt? Who? Trump. Funny. Of the five-time draft dodger, surprisingly, Trump. didn't start any wars. Solid. He only lasted four years. And he left the world stage, uh, of like a like a shit show. It was yeah, nothing. You know nothing. So there was a lot the of lot of issues your going on. Show, your shit show and my shit show are completely different, right? Because we just could think completely differently. I am always under the mindset of security, military, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Joe Biden, Barack Obama really started this, right? Actually, I'll go back as far as Bill Clinton when it happened to the coal. Remember the the coal, the USS coal that got bombed in Yemen, and we said that's eh, okay. That's when it really started. And then you saw what happened in nine eleven. I would argue it happened. It started in. It started under actually under Ronald Reagan, nineteen eighty six. Uh, the Achille Laurel ship, the Pan Am flight one hundred three over Lockerbie, Scotland. It started. It started really. At the end of the Clinton, uh, the the Carter administration, and it, it went straight through the eighties, right? I the eighty three, the Marines in Beirut. The Cold War did, did awful through that, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall, you know, that kind of thing. It was it was awful. Reagan did an awful job. It's but there was awful. a lot. I mean, there's been a anyway, there's that's been a and, thing now going back had, to seventy nine. Well, then you had Barack Obama, right? Russia, you invaded and took territory from another country, and nobody did a thing. Nobody said a word. He was like, yeah, okay. And that, to me, signaled to the world that now we can push these people. Now we can. Now is our time. So they bided their time, and they pushed, and they tried. And then when freaking uh, uh, Trump came along, it was like, don't do that. <laughs> Everybody thought he would might have been crazy and stupid enough to push that button. And you and I have talked about this, right? Did Trump threaten to, to freaking blow these countries up? You know he did. Did people believe he might actually do it? Yes. You know they did. Yeah. Well, therefore, everybody didn't want to keep the peace. Okay, that's not, you know, let's not tempt this crazy batshit guy. But you know what? World War III didn't start under Donald Trump. 
They waited until a weak-ass president like Joe Biden came in there that doesn't even know what freaking day of the week it is, can't chew without Joe Biden open, closing his mouth. And now look at World War. We are on the brink of World War Three. That is not a conspiracy theory, nah. Joe. There are so, four different nations, eight if you want to go about the size, at war right now. Again, uh, Donald Trump weakened the NATO alliance. He Hold on. certainly. I don't yeah. even give a shit about NATO. I'll tell you right now, NATO. Great, you NATO. should. That's our. That's 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 Nothing. what's keeping the world safe. NATO. No, it's not. We it is the world safe. Number one, it is. It's no. not us. Oh no, trust me, Joe. Not us. I've been to war with NATO. I've oh, been I, to war I, with these. I, I know. Folks. I know you have. But We're under under shit. but and under Donald Trump as NATO under Donald as Trump NATO declared Hamas a terrorist case. organization. Has has NATO has NATO declared Hamas terrorist organization? Yes, everyone considers Hamas a terrorist organization. The UN hasn't. NATO, no, a lot of countries, a lot of places haven't. Why? Well, do you want to get into that? They would have if Trump was there. Sure, they they would have. This still would have happened, Trump or no Trump. It's it's lofty that you would think that, but to to listen to suggest that to suggest that Donald Trump's incompetence and 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 his in his lack of mental stability is a tool. That's not that's not the argument that you think it is. Are we it's comparing not. mental stability to presidents here, Joe? Yes, Joe Biden's doing a really good job, and he's listen. He's eighty years old. He's that's he's as far as eighty year olds go. He's doing awesome. He is. I have he's an I have an uncle. I have ask, an uncle. Listen, I have an uncle Armenians, who's eighty two. Right? I have an uncle who's eighty two, and he doesn't even know what his own name is. Ask the Uyghurs, right? Ask the people in the Congo. Ask them how good there he's doing. Ask the people in friggin', you know, Southern Texas. Ask the people in New York City right now how good he's doing. Because they're he's losing a lot of popularity. Now, Democrats are, but he is losing a lot of popularity there. Ask the people in name, name, Charlotte, North Carolina, who is being over, you know, his being, uh, his social systems are being overran by uh, uh, immigrants, right? These people are not telling you Joe Biden is doing a great job. Your news stations that you watch are telling you he's doing a good job. I don't watch the news. So I, I don't know what you you're listening to. I don't know what yeah. you're watching, man. But 37% of the American people say he's doing a good job. That's yeah. not doing a good job. That's doing a good job in the eyes of 37% of the people now. Uh, it doesn't the, mean it's doing it. It doesn't equate to actually doing a good job, Joe. Okay. Can I, can I tell you, uh, in 2004, 29% of America thought George Bush was doing a good job. And I have often pointed this out to my friends, but the Democrats went out and found the only person on the planet <laughs> who could lose to a guy. With a 29% approval rating. John Kerry was a <laughs> terrible candidate. John Kerry is a terrible human being. Oh my God. George Bush had, and I was a I'm a I love W. I still to this day I love the guy. 
he had no business winning that election in 04 after not even winning the first one. No business getting reelected. And yet he did rather handily. <laughs> so hold on now. If you my hold point on. is this, Jimmy, if you don't have a good alternative to this guy's not doing a good job, what's what's the option to go back to the lunatic from before that? It's that's not a good plan. It's not a good plan to stay on the same course either. Also, don't forget, this guy lost the popular vote in 2016, and he lost the popular vote in 2020. So let's talk about the election here, Joe. This was a this is a hard one to predict, I think. I think both parties are making it extremely difficult to predict. Because, listen, you've got, and I don't think Joe Biden should run again. If if Joe Biden was smart, he, I mean, and I've seen Peter Buttigieg, he was just on, like, Jimmy Kimmel the other night, or Jimmy Fallon, or one of the Jimmys. Well, I, I have to think, right, it's either him or Gavin Newsom is going to be the heir apparent in that party. I don't know. I got two names for it. Probably sooner than later. Now, the the latest thing I read, by the way, on the Republican side is Coke Industries, the Coke brothers. I think one of them's dead. But Coke Industries is putting all their money on Nikki Haley. Yep. Saw that. And listen, the Coke brothers aren't dumping their money into her for for accident. (laughs) No, they're not. However, you got to understand something, too. The I want to tell you, Jim, I think by August of next year, I think the, the Republican and the Democratic candidates will be two different people than what they are today. You know who I am? So do I. I never. So do I. I think it's going to be Nikki Haley and Michelle Obama. No, no Michelle Obama wouldn't have a prayer at all. Michelle Obama would win? No, Michelle Obama wouldn't win. I know a lot of people that wouldn't vote for Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, people like Michelle Obama, but that would be like saying Barbara Bush is going to run or Laura Bush is going to run as a Republican. It's like, I wouldn't wouldn't vote for her. She'll win in a landslide. You're out of your mind. Honest and truly. You're out of your mind. Based on what? Just straight popularity. No, straight never popularity. Never. Uh, independents would. And I think if you put a gun to an independent said you're like Michelle Obama or Trump, they would all vote for Trump. You think so? Jim, this is the presidency of the United States. I mean, you got to run a serious candidate. You, you have to run somebody with a, a, some kind of experience, especially after Trump. The idea that you just know- any. Dude, if you if you said, hold on, if you said Mark Cuban, I would be like, I like Mark Cuban. No. Do you no. know that before Obama ran for nope. president, there were certain things, there are certain steps and certain things that he put in place before he made his run. Michelle Obama has done the exact same things, just to let you know. He was a senator of the United States of America. Right. No, no, no. I'm talking about. She has no experience. She has no experience at at all. Nothing. She has no experience. 
She has she no foreign policy lady. experience. That's wow. I don't know why you're even saying that. that. You, I, I I would have preferred you say Hillary Clinton over Michelle Obama because there's a better chance that it would be Hillary than Michelle Obama. Again, listen, there was talk before Hillary became a senator and then secretary of state where the Democrats are going to run her. And there was like backlift. He were like, because of what? Why? Great. I liked her husband. That doesn't, you know, I have a really good dentist. But if his wife came over and was like, let me look at that tooth, I wouldn't do it. I wanted to talk about uh, the black, Hispanic and young vote. But we can save that for the next episode because I really want to get into the flip side here. So I'm going to take a short little break and we're going to come back to the flip side. So stick around because here it comes. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. Cancel culture is a term that's been thrown around quite a bit the past few years. But I ask, has anyone actually been canceled? And who exactly is it that's calling for all these cancellations? The right claims it's the snowflakes on the left, but who was crying and throwing a hissy fit last summer over beer cans? Now, I saw on Twitter today uh, that the folks who claim they hate cancel culture are at it again. This time, they're canceling Mickey Mouse and his friends. <laughs> the problem is Disney is woke, and since the right doesn't even understand what that term means, they fear it, and they know they must protect their children from it. You gotta love that. Yeah. Um. These are the same folks who send their kids to Sunday school before they can even form a rational thought to learn from a 2,000-year-old book that doesn't condemn slavery or genocide. That's the very definition of indoctrination. Homeschooling is up amongst conservatives. We need to keep our children away from the socialists and communists who are out to destroy America. College is for liberal elitists, they say. Yeah, an entire party striving to be the party of the non-educated. I mean, not that these liberal universities are teaching anything but critical race theory. And be honest, you don't even know what critical race theory is. You just know it's bad because liberals. Diversion and inclusion are dirty words. It's part of the left's plan to make white kids hate themselves. Some on the right have actually called for the abolishment of separation of church and state and politics. Unless you're talking about a mosque or a synagogue that we need to keep them out. Look, the Republicans have been pushing this 
Hunter Biden nonsense for about five years now, and they still don't have any concrete evidence. So why do they continue to push the culture war? I'll let them explain it to you. One thing. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one, that I can go campaign on and say we did. One. Anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done. And there you have it. That's uh, Congressman Chip Roy from Kentucky. We oh. haven't done yes, Republican congressman on the on the on the House floor calling out his colleagues. He's tired of the nonsense, the culture war, the Hunter Biden nonsense. Again, if the Republicans want to become a relevant party again, how are you going to fix the economy? How are you going to lead? At the beginning of the show, Jimmy, you talked about Bob Stefanowski, and again, Bob, what's the plan? I thought at the end of that election, that guy started saying some things. He was talking about capital gains. He was talking about salt deductions. He started talking way too late in the game. He started talking about the things he was going to do to the point where I got nervous. I was like, did I get this guy elected? And then he got smashed anyway, because ultimately independence independents don't like this culture war they're not buying it and i think when push comes to shove i think they would err on the side of the left and that's unfortunate jim so they're winning by default you know what it's funny real quick well one last thought and then i want you to take the floor here i apologize i i've said this to you before i've said it's on the show before but after the 2020 election when mitch mcconnell was quick to call it for joe biden he said to joe biden America has not elected you to reinvent the wheel. They just wanted to move on from crazy. I agree with that. And again, I think the Republican Party is pushing people to vote for the Democrats. And it's over a lot of nonsense. And it's got the base very fired up. But you're doing nothing for the independents who you need to win elections. I agree. And I also think the Democratic Party is doing the exact same thing. Sure. I think they're, I think this war in Israel has now exposed this giant rift in the Democratic Party, which never would play out on television. Like, so I've said this a million times. The Democ, they're infighting within every party, within every caucus. There's infighting within the Democratic Party, Democratic Party. They just don't air it on TV. You just don't see it. They keep it behind closed doors. And when they come out of those doors, they have a united front where Republicans don't. They air yeah. their, you know, you know, here are my freaking, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's not lots and noogies. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So, but, so I think that you're seeing now a split, uh, you know, like this giant, rift within the democratic party and i believe it goes back to something that you said during your uh your slideshow there (laughs) indoctrination (laughs) right and if this if this war hasn't proven to people that there has been indoctrination in our colleges i don't know what does 
How can Damn. any hold on? No, 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 no. Let me explain. Let me explain. Because you know what? These pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas protests aren't going down. You know, in these small bumpkin red state towns, they're going down in Harvard, in Yale, in these major Ivy League institutions, mm -hmm. right? That have been so miseducated, so miseducated. I mean, Joe, Jim, Jim, what are these people? What are these people fighting for? Who Pat? the Israelis and the Palestinians? What are they fighting over? Well, let's see here. Israel is fighting to exist. They're not trying to take territory. They, but they do exist, and they have taken territory, and that's fine. They uh, were given territory, but anyways. Right? Well, they won territory yeah, in a war that they were and, supposed to give back. And they've given territory. They've given more territory back than they have. You, you, you understand this. They've given more territory back than they currently occupy. All right. What, now, what, here's hold on. hold on. Let me tell you the answer I was looking for there. You are fighting over the Holy Land. If you want to talk about indoctrination, how about that's the only piece of real estate in the Middle East that doesn't have vast resources of oil underneath it? That's what people are fighting for. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a very anti religion person here. You There's are. this idea, right? There, do you know why in 1948 the British mandate, why they they put the Jews back in Israel. It was to fulfill the biblical prophecy. So yes, this, this, these two religions, okay, which are offshoots of one another, which at times have been worst enemies. I mean, don't forget Christianity uh, blamed the, the Jews for deicide up until 1964. That was part of the Catholic church's preachings. Okay. So let's be clear about that. This is a very nuanced situation, but they're fighting over a perceived um, the holy land that's due to them. And they both sort of feel like they're entitled to this land. I think the whole thing is nonsense because, again, we're looking at a book that the Jews wrote for themselves that says that they were promised that land by God. Is there anyone else that could have witnessed that? That could attest to the idea that God wants you to have that land. Now, Jim, Who established I, Palestine? I've always been a supporter of Israel. Who established Palestine? Who established Palestine? I'll tell you the story. Uh, in 70 AD, the Romans destroyed Israel. Uh, Jerusalem. Okay. They right. destroyed it. The, I, just wanted, I just want to make sure that we actually know. Sure. The Jews, the Jews were gone. They were li literally gone. Palestine are the, the hill people, the people from the Palestine. They came down the hills. The hill people came down into Jerusalem, which was destroyed. They rebuilt it, and they lived there until 1948. In 1948, they were told, get to the outskirts of town. We're going to split Jerusalem in half. This will be the capital M. Boom, boom. Everything was supposed to. It was a terrible idea to put that place there in the first place. I understand people's desire after World War II. Obviously, what happened to the Jews was awful. They're the worst thing in history. I, I mean, I understand that. But you did displace the people that had been living there for 2,000 years under the premise after that... After being displaced. Under, but no, they, they were displaced by the Romans in 70 AD. Okay. 
Just not the just Romans not. displaced the Carthaginians. I don't hear anybody bitching about that. They okay. burned Carthage to the ground. If the American Indians were large enough to take over the United States of America, would you have a problem with that? Jim, I'm glad that we killed the Native Americans. I hate to say that, but it worked <laughs> out for us. It's a terrible genocide we committed. In hindsight, it was awful, but I'm glad that they did that. That's how <laughs> things went back then. I'm okay with it. Okay. My now, point I is, my point right. is, this is such a nuanced situation. You're no. dealing with religions. You're dealing it's with, I nuanced, mean, it, it's, ugh. There's so much going on there, Jim. There's so much going on there. And I, I love people that are like, What's I stand issue? by Israel, people that I stand by Palestine. But what it's are simple. people doing to resolve that situation? Nothing. Fighting with your relatives on Facebook doesn't mean jack shit to the people of Israel. It doesn't do anything for the Palestinians. It doesn't resolve the conflict. Okay. All it does is get people fired up because we have to take sides in everything. I think it's awful. I The way the Palestinians are treated, it's, it's pretty bad. Attacking and killing civilians is shooting rockets on the daily for years, by the way. Years before October 6th, they've been shooting rockets steadily. Both Hezbollah from Iran and Hamas, okay, into Israel. This is going on for 20 years, these rocket attacks. This isn't like, again, it's nothing new, okay? So for everybody who on October 7th, you stood with Israel, go fuck yourself. Because my question is, where were you the last 20 years when this shit was happening? I lost a dear, dear friend of mine to a bus bombing in Jerusalem in 1995, okay? Not, not a big fan of Hamas, not a big fan of Palestinian terrorists. But to, okay, treat, the but to ah. treat the Palestinians the way they do, what do you think is going to happen? So, Joe, so I want to make sure, because everybody thinks, I think everybody knows where I stand on this, right? <laughs> I want to make sure that people are aware that there is a distinct difference between the Palestinian people and Hamas. Yes, of course. I but I just want to make sure people know that I'm aware of that. Good. Okay. I, I, I listen. I appreciate you saying that uh, cause because again, this is again, Jimmy. Some of the nuance to this: Hamas is not pa the Palestinians. The Palestinians are, are represented in government by Hamas, but that's because the alternative. You mean Hamas is a representative government? Correct. Right. That's that's okay. who represented them as of 2007. Perfect. They voted out the Fatwa movement, which was Yasser Arafat, who was a big fat jerk off also and wasn't. I mean, again, listen, Jim, they were offered statehood five separate occasions. They turned it down. The two state yeah. solution. They kept turning it down. So they were, the Palestinians, they were going to be given more land by to, Israel. Yes. They turned it down. And to the Palestinian people's credit, they voted Yasser Arafat out. Yes. And like the people of the, the South in this country, they there voted their are. own keep. They voted a Tea Party in, Jim. They voted in the Tea Party. Hold on. I honestly don't Hold think on. Donald Trump. No, listen to me. I'm not even not talking about Donald Trump. Hold on. In 2012, the Tea Party, it. the Tea Party came, became a big movement in this country, made That's big right. gains for the Republicans. And why is that? 
because the people down south felt like the Republican Party, the conventional Republicans, were not representing their best interests. So they got rid of the old guard Republicans and they brought in these lunatic Tea Party people. And in some cases, it's been regrettable. Some of these Tea Party people, Jim Jordan, for instance, is a lunatic. Mm. That, that, that guy's a lunatic. Wear a fucking jacket, by the way. You're in Congress. Good Lord. That's something you would think. I mean, even Fetterman puts a coat on when he's when he's in testimony. Come on, guy. I'm just saying, Jim, when, when, when I, when I, I, I understand why people felt to compelled to vote in these tea party people. I get it. I under, I don't like it, but I get it. The people of Palestine in 2007 had a choice. Yasser Arafat, who clearly had no interest in peace with the Israelis and the two state solution or their other option, Hamas which was already a terrorist organization, Jim. However, Hamas picked up where the Fatwa government left off. Yeah, Hamas, despite being a murderous group of terrorists, were smart. And they were giving money and aid to the poor people of Palestine, and they sort of won them over. Now, most Palestinians, from what I've seen, at least a little more than 50% don't like any of this. And they would like to not be at war with Israel. Okay? There is a high percentage of the population, to be fair, I'd say probably about 45 or so percent that does support Hamas. But again, like people in the South who are Tea Party enthusiasts, when and again, Jim, oh, you, I, I'll say this about that, Donald man. Trump. For the people who felt like politicians were letting them down, you, you cling to a Donald Trump-like figure because that guy's a hero. To I, I just you are just as bad as every news media outlet. No, out not bro. at all, like, and not at all. And, and by the way, hold on, like I'm not. No, 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 stop. It's just like CNN and MSNBC no, calling Trump Hitler. Right? He's Hitler. He's Hitler. Well, who you know said what? anything about Trump is Hitler? What I'm saying is... I said is, MSNBC and CNN. Sure. Just as bad. Whatever. Just as bad. You keep comparing the whole entire no, 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 no. Republican Party. I'm not comparing the Republican did, Party. You literally just no. did fucking Stop. Hamas. Yep, there you go. Hamas. See, hold on. You're, I taught a class this morning, and one of the go things on, I was... Man. Hold on. I told my class this morning, I said, sometimes when I'm on conservative radio, I'll say something like, listen, here's where the Republicans are going wrong. And people start calling it, you love the Democrats. I didn't even mention the Democrats. No, 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 no. I didn't stop say taking. No. You're reading into I what I just said. That. You're reading into what I just said. And, and here's what no, I, and I don't, I hold on. I don't, I don't, you literally I, just said the Republican party. I right, did Hamas. not. Uh, here's, let me, really? let me, can you really compare those two entities? I did Is there a comparison? There is a comparison. Yeah, and I don't, hold not. on. Hold Come on, on man. That, and that's such horse shit. Let for me explain. Your Let me explain. Freaking Let me explain. To even Let say that you're being honest, you know, intellectually dishonest is shit. I'm, I'm not. And you're painting you me are. in a negative light here unfairly. Here's I, I did. Oh, hold on. Let me be fair. I like. Let me take that back. I don't mean to compare them to a terrorist organization. I don't. Okay. What I mean to say is when a group of people doesn't feel represented and a group comes in and says, the guys that are leading you are not getting the job done, we'll do it. 
you're like, yeah, all right. I want that. I want someone to come represent me. I'm not suggesting they're terrorists. I'm just suggesting that ideologically, that was the mindset of those people. They felt like they needed someone to come in and represent them because they weren't being represented by the people yes. that had been representing them. That's the only comparison I mean to make. I apologize that it's a terrorist organization, but to me, politically, there was some similarity there. The 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 Tea Party, they don't compromise. They're 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 not really into negotiating with Democrats. Not I'm again, not to suggest, but they're steadfast in their beliefs. So there is some similarity there. I'm not comparing them to terrorists, and I don't mean to even suggest that because for those people, Jim, they're not looking at Hamas or the Tea Party as the bad guys. They're looking at them as the liberators, the ones that are there to help represent them to make their lives better. That's what I mean to say. The people that voted in the Tea Party people are like, I'm sick of the bullshit. I'm sick of the Democrats. I'm sick of the Republicans. These guys, they, 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 they have the values part. I have, and I support them because the end will justify the means. <laughs> That's the only thing I meant to say. And I honestly, Jim, I, I apologize. I don't mean to compare the Republican Party to a terrorist organization. It, again, just it's the Are, ideological you, reason behind those people coming I, in. The that party. I understand. That I understand. And it's not that I can't. Uh, I, I get. I, I completely understand and actually agree with that. So, but I want to actually talk, uh, ask you a question here, Bubba. Uh, Christian nationalism stands with Israel. Larry just commented on our YouTube channel. Yes, because here's the other creepy part of this whole thing. There are Christians in the United States of America who very much subscribed in 1948 to creating the state of Israel. That's how you bring on Armageddon, the end of the world, and the second coming of Christ. Now, that's despite the fact Christ said he would be back within a generation. So we're already looking at some conflicting information, but there are Christians in this country, I suspect the Christian nationalists in particular, who stand with Israel because they are hoping to usher in the end of the world. Yeah, I don't think that's it at all. Oh, honestly, it, it definitely is part of you know, it. That's, that's the rhetoric, and I find that scary. So here's here's what I know, Joe, all right? Because I actually have a little bit of experience in this arena, right? That the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims. That is the exact, exact definition of yeah. terrorism. Okay? Yeah. Listen, plucking so, people off the streets and arresting them with no charges and holding them uh, only to be swapped out in prison exchange, that's what's happened to a lot of Palestinians. That's right. Okay. So, you could also accuse the Israeli government, Benjamin Netanyahu, who I got to tell you on October 7th, Jim, I thought he was pretty excited about the 700 Jews that were dead in that moment. It was like, hey, now we'll go in there and destroy uh, uh, Palestine. This guy's got a different endgame than a lot of other people have. I agree oh, wow. that Hamas needs to be annihilated and wiped off the face of the map. And Jim, I'll be honest, the, there's going to be some collateral damage in a war. It's terrible. But it, it's time for Hamas to give it up, surrender, or a lot of people are going to die. So how is it very unfortunate? 
But you just said it was so complicated, right? And I understand why you would say that. And I understand why people think it's complicated. But I'm here to freaking tell you, it's not. It's not. This isn't about land. This isn't about the whole, you know, the holy site. This is literally about good and evil. No. Really? Have you ever stared a terrorist in the face? Because I have. Have you ever been trying to be killed by terrorists? Because Don't, hold I, on, you're I, you're confusing. You hold on, you're confusing the bigger you, picture you with the I terrorist just, movement. You and I just agreed, and you've been but you're confusing. I locked, and I, and you're confusing the whole no, thing on, with the terrorist thing. I did not interrupt you because I because I agreed with you 100 that Hamas is a terrorist group. Yes, and you just gave us a history lesson of how how Hamas is in charge of Palestine. Yes. Very accurately, by the way. Well done. Thank you. So now Israel is fighting a terrorist group. Yes. What is what is so everybody, every single person in America was up, was all for it. September, you know, September twelfth. Every single person yes. was up for it. But every now, single, hold on, hold on. Everybody no, 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 wants no. Hamas no, 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 wiped no, no. out. Excuse me. Everybody wants Hamas wiped out. Are you sure about that? Yes. I. The people who are complaining are not saying they want Hamas to be protected. They're worried about the 13,000 innocent uh, Palestinians have already been killed. Are There's 2,500 missing. Are they worried about that? Or are they worried more worried about the genocide of the Jewish people? Or the annihilation of the Jewish people? Who's annihilating the Jewish people? I'm asking you, are they more worried about the Palestinian people or the annihilation of the Jewish state? Jimmy, how many how many Israelis have died in this in this since October 7th? Fifteen hundred? Not a lot. Right. Right. I, I'm going to go ahead and say fifteen thousand Palestinians. I'm going to assume the twenty five hundred buried under the rubble are dead. OK, maybe we'll pull a handful out. Fifteen thousand people. There's not 15,000 members of Hamas. What are you talking about? There, There's like three to 4,000 terrorists in Hamas. Joe. You so literally I, just I, said, I think we've, I think we're getting, so, I think we're okay, hitting everybody. Okay there, Mr. Joe Biden, because you, you talk out of both sides of your mouth. How do you figure? You just said there's going to be collateral damage and they need to be eradicated. And now you're saying, oh, they need to slow down because. Uh, oh, no, no. You asked, hold on. You asked me what people are protesting. And I'm I don't care. It. You want to know how to beat terrorism? I'm going to teach everybody right now how to beat Kill terrorism. everybody. No. <laughs> that works too, though. Well, and that's what Netanyahu's doing. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's What he's doing is this. So you think the all the people way, he's killed are Hamas? The only way, no. The only way you beat terrorism is to make sure terrorism doesn't come there. And how do you do that? You make it painful for the people in Palestine, or the you people in Gaza, right? Yep. To, you want to be, you want Gaza to be in charge? You want to beat these terrorists? You want to support these terrorists? Here's what's going to happen to you. Guess what happens after a while, Joe? All the terrorists go away because all the people will kill them. Because they are tired of getting killed. That's the only way you beat terrorism. You know, when let I me say, tell you something. No, I'm going to tell you because I was there, brother. When you uh, go to a town and yeah. you say you harbor a terrorist, I blow your town up. 
Guess what they don't do? They don't harbor terrorists. They don't help terrorists because they're afraid that I will actually blow their friggin' town up. If and that was true, you beat it. If that was true, there wouldn't be any more Jews on the planet. Because after 1945, after a good majority of them were wiped off the planet by Hitler, other Jews might have just been like, you know what? Let's just stop being Jews. Let's just give <laughs> that up because people don't it like that. A good idea. Let's go back to when they were feeding Christians to the lions. People kept being Christians. Let's go back to when when Obama called uh, uh, ISIS so, the, the so Al Qaeda JV team. Is this going to be a terrorist, Jim? I hate to say it, but That's right. I agree with you. I, I, I was hoping you would say. Yeah, I listen. I agree with you, Jimmy. So you I, I hate to see. Yes, listen, Jimmy. You're going to have to kill every last person in the Middle East. Before you can eradicate Islamic fundamentalism. You make them eradicate themselves, Joe. They're not doing it. They, they elected really. Hamas because the option was fatwa, which is also right. a terrorist organization. So keep harboring a freaking terrorist group, and guess what happened to you? But Jim, they're not. Jim, people get the killed. people aren't harboring a guess terrorist group. Hold guess on. Guess what's going to happen? Bye-bye, Hamas. Jimmy. Bye-bye. And guess who's going to be in peace? 2016, how many people do you know that was like gun to my head? It was like Clinton or Trump, the lesser of two evils. Basically, you're suggesting that the Palestinian people are harboring a terrorist organization. They Their election was between the old Harbor terrorist was organization a was a bad and one. a new terrorist organization. And they were like, I guess the new one? I don't know. Like, they didn't have any other choice. They do now. And we're... And is do they? Them a choice. Yeah. Do they? Most of them. Most of them don't even have electricity. What are they yeah. going to do? Rise up and throw Hamas out? It's a yep. nice notion, but I think that ship sailed. Stop. You want the war to end? That's what has to happen. You want innocent people not to die? That's what has to happen. And I'm sorry. It's freaking war, man. Innocent people die. Innocent people are always going to die. You want it to stop? That's the only way it'll stop, Joe. That's the only way. The people themselves in freaking Gaza need to be like, you know what? I'm done getting waxed. Let's get these guys what they want. Let's get this terrorist freaking organization out of here. That's how you win. That's the only way you win. You put pressure on the people that live around these terrorist organizations to kill the organizations themselves. Because yeah. if I kill them, guess what I just did? I just made another terrorist. I just made right. his son a terrorist. Yes. But if his own people do it, well, hold on a second, maybe there's a reason why. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like your best friend telling you your breast stinks. You know what I'm saying? And then some. It's a peer-to-peer -peer re review. I like right? it. I get yeah. what Jim. Listen, I get what you're saying, and and look, you're you know you know killing and you know war. Uh, you and, kill a and terrorist, Joe. You, you I two more. I've only ever enjoyed it on, on MSNBC, you know, live with Geraldo or whatever. Well, we booed out, but anyways. End of the day, again, this is such a nuanced situation. And if you don't know all the things that you and I have discussed here, the history and the backstory and what's happened in the last 20 years, if you're not familiar with all of those things, and you're standing with Israel or you're standing with Palestine, you're a moron. It's it. This is, you know, I was talking to a sales guy 
that you and I work with, a real good guy, really liked this guy. We had a really nice talk about this. And I said, you know, ultimately, dude, this is a very nuanced situation. And he said, I don't care about that. I already decided what I decide. Okay. What? All right. Like, what is what does that even mean? Okay. Again, this is a situation, Jimmy, that's been happening for like 2,000 years in the making. And it involves three different major religions in the world, the three biggest ones, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. It's in the most volatile place on the entire planet, <laughs> right? There's the obviously the sensitivity. There's so much anti-Semitism in the world. You know, again, I, I understand the idea that you had to do something for Jewish people after the Holocaust. You had to. It was it was the right thing to do. But again, you start dipping into religions and it's like, oh, my God, dude, it's like taking two hornets nests and slapping a bee's nest in the middle of it. Like, what are you doing? By the way, it, you know, it wasn't just there after World War Two, where we made huge mistakes rebuilding Europe, putting Czechs and Slavs in a country and calling it Czechoslovakia was awful it would have been like if after after slavery ended if we would have formed a country called slaves and slave masters yeah right <laughs> those people hate each other we put the you know listen yugoslavia is now what eight different countries we took a whole bunch of people well, who cow, ethnically man. serbs croats macedon these people have hated each other for thousands of years and we were like you're gonna be a country together what everything we did post world war two in Europe was awful. <laughs> and when we talk about not knowing history and you're doomed to repeat it, this is what we're talking about. There's a reason Czechoslovakia broke apart. There's a reason Yugoslavia broke apart. There's a reason that there has been unrest since what? 10 days after Israel was formed in 1948, two days. 10 days. <laughs> 10 days they were at war with all of their neighbors like again if you don't know any of this and you're like i stand with you don't stand with anything yeah pick up a goddamn history book and read up on this this is incredibly nuanced what happened on october 7th was atrocious i mean that was one of the most disgusting i mean when when people talk about Hamas as animals, I don't like when we dehumanize people. Fuck them. Those guys, whatever they get, Jim, they got coming. But as far as the 2 million people, Palestinians, who are not in Hamas, who live in Gaza, who have been living in horrible conditions for the last decade or so, who have been forced out of their homes, who have been arrested with no charges by the Israeli government, I feel for those people too. You know, but, and like I said, look, Jim, those people have been in a bad spot for like 20 years. It's hard to get out of that place. It's it's run by terrorists and warlords, and it always has been. And I, I don't I mean I feel bad for the Palestinians too, Joe. I do. I feel bad for the innocent people in Gaza. I do. But you know what? Shit happens when you party naked, man. You reap the whirlwind. Jim, so what I was saying, there, what I was saying to you earlier too. Look, I understand people are going to die. You know, uh, Hamas 
it, it, right now with this pause in the war, I assume there's some back channel communications. They're getting destroyed. It's clear at this point to Hamas, this is a war you're not going to win. Yeah. And if you have any brains and any decency before they level that place into a parking lot, much like the Romans did to the Jews in 70 AD, tap, tap. Get what what you can at this point for the Palestinian people. It might be a little chunk of land to rebuild on at this point, but you're not in a spot to negotiate. And before we wipe every Palestinian off the earth, let's hope that either what you said and the people are like, screw these guys, or... Hamas comes to its senses and says, all right, we yield. We'll recognize you. We'll, and, and something, this can't, I I don't want to see this going on for the next 20 or 30 or 40 years, because if this doesn't get resolved now, it's only going to continue to flare up. Like it has every year, every few years since 1948, this happens. Not as, not on this scale. Sure, right. not in this scale, but because now we have more advanced technology and the capability of wiping out a, a concert worth of people. We didn't have that before. But and so it's only to me, it's only gonna get worse going dude, forward. Dude, time I know to we stop gotta wrap it. this up. I know we gotta wrap our episode up here, but All I right. have a question for you. Please. Are you under the mindset that Hamas is not using Gazans as human shields? Oh, I know they are. Okay, hundred percent. But again. To think that the Palestinians are like, yeah, uses as human shields. That's not something that those folks want at all. Not all of them. Not all of them. Just like in any war. Just like in Iraq, man. 10% of the country hated us. Wanted us dead. 10% of the country loved us. Couldn't, you know, happier than the pig and shit that we were there. The other 80 could care less. They just wanted to go about their lives. They didn't care. Right? right? So it's just, it's like that, I think, in a lot of situations as well as here. Right, but you're sitting there and you're harping on the fourteen thousand Gazans. Whose fault is that? Not theirs. No, but guess what has to happen? They got to oh. get sick and tired of it enough because it's the guys, it's the Hamas as well. And I give them 50-50, Right, you use them as shields. We're gonna roll that shield up. I mean. Okay, it's 50 Again, I will assume at some point the people are going to be like, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, have you seen seen what Palestine looks like right now? Yeah, that's Palestine. Palestine looks worse than Ukraine after a year of being bombed. Right. No, it does. Yeah. And but that's how it that's how this ends. Otherwise, it's going to continue from here until memorial. I hate to say it. But this this has to this has to come to a conclusion. Now, I I agree with that, Jim. And and believe me when I tell you, it it pains me to see these people. I mean, just the same. I hate what's going on in Ukraine. I think we need to continue to support Ukraine. I think we need to continue. Israel has every right to defend itself, how it sees fit. I wish Netanyahu wasn't such an insane hawk. Because, to, again, to me, dude, that guy was, like, chomping at the bit, like, oh, yeah. And other dude, people were reasons, sad. People way. were sad about what happened that day, and he looked like gleaming. Like, real quick, there's two reasons why he was happy. You know that. Number one, he got to go after Hamas. Yes. Right? And number two, he was on 
like the political uproar in Israel, like has not been mentioned prior to October 7th. He was literally trying to change the Israeli government, right? Yes. Trying to change the Israeli people were protesting in the streets. There was a, I mean, it was not good for him politically in Israel. This is great for him. This is great for him. Listen, his enemies hate him even more now. So. And there's it a lot of Israelis for two reasons. There's a lot of Israelis speaking out against their government for what their government and how their government has treated the Palestinian people. And for the conspiracy theorists, you do have to wonder their guard was down on a anniversary of an attack on a religious holiday. Mm. They were completely understaffed and undermanned at the borders. Joe, the number one intelligence agency in the world is freaking Israel. The number oh, two I know. intelligence agency in the world is the United States. You're telling us we didn't know? Neither Absolutely. one of us caught this? Absolutely but Egypt, we knew. But Egypt? Egypt, Egypt knew? knew. Egypt knew, and we but didn't the know. The number one and number two intelligence sources in the world. But Egypt. What's but Egypt? Egypt? Number 46? Something like that. It's not <laughs> very high. Exactly, man. Right. I mean, we can go into those conspiracy theories. It's right? but the Jim, you know, it's the body count. It's that stuff. It's the idea that, you know, again, 700 people died that first day or a thousand people died in Israel that day. Did he let that happen to justify? I mean, if Did you found out that if you found out that he did know and let that happen as a as a har- harbinger to war, how do you feel about that? Oh, and again, I, uh, this is this is alleged. At that point, alleged. it's not even political, right? At that point, it's, it shouldn't even be political because it should just be an e- here again, good versus evil, and he, that would just be an evil, evil person, right? And he needs to be destroyed. Evil, in my opinion, everywhere needs to be destroyed. Period. You're consistent. Right? And again, it's not else. political at that point. You know, Trump did the same thing. You know, it, again, I, number one, I didn't even vote for Trump in 2020. But anyways, <laughs> neither here nor there. Like, I'm, I wasn't the biggest Trump fan. I'm from New York. We, we, you know what I'm saying? But he's got a reputation in New York that right. far exceeds a lot of what other people know about that guy. Oh, my True. God. It's a little yeah. bit beyond politics here. But uh, 99.9% of New Yorkers didn't vote for Trump, not because of freaking Republican or Democrat. I'm just laughing. It's because of good versus evil. Yeah. It's a common theme with Jimmy. Yeah. But I like it. I mean, what else is there? You boil things down to it. What else is there? True that. I know. This is great, man. I am so happy that we got to do this again. Yeah. Fun. It's time. It's time. It's time to bring it back, is what it is. It is. There's just so much to talk about. And now with 2024 around the corner. Oh, man. Man. Oh, man. And you know what, Joe? We might have some guests being in, you know? Well, I was just going to, Jimmy, I was just going to say that now that you and I have all this political clout, this (laughs) this podcast is about to ramp it up uh, uh, as as we'll we'll have Congress people uh, and major candidates come on this program between now and, uh, in the end of November, you know, who I'm going to get on here for, for you and I is former tea party congressman and former conservative talk show host, Joe Walsh. Ooh. 
really? I think you would really. He's still he's still pretty tight with yeah. Jim Jordan and Kevin McCarthy. Um, he calls them out when I have them on all the time. He's like, dude, these guys are so full of S H I T. I know these guys like they know what they're doing. They're they're playing America, and he doesn't like it. You are this, this guy. Listen, this guy, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh towed the company line until it was like, I I'm out, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I love America too much to like, just roll along with this. And, uh, I've had a chance to talk to him a whole bunch of times, but I want to get him on here. I'd love for you guys to talk. Cause I'm sure you've got some questions, uh, that I wouldn't even think of, you know? So we'll, we'll get that on. Can't wait. Uh, but yeah, well, this year's going to be big. So, uh, right. Everybody hit the subscribe link. Share this with people that you know are into politics because uh we're we're gonna we're gonna hit this hard. It's gonna be some fun. Damn right. All right, man. So for Joe McGuire and Jimmy J or James Batiste, that's me. And thank you for watching Divided We Stand. So God bless you and good night. Mm -hmm.